0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Markets looked like they were going to have a good day today, then Donald Trump opened his mouth, or maybe opened his phone and tweeted out that there's a good chance that there'll be a substantial deal announced with China at the coming G20 meeting. I'm like, huge, like my hands. Stock surge after President Donald Trump said he will be meeting with his Chinese counterpart, President Xi Jinping, at the upcoming G20 meeting summit, hoping for a U.S.-China trade deal i said in a tweet he had a very good phone conversation and um it's been a much anticipated she loves me she loves me not kind of relationship so far on will they or won't they in the end it's been a mess it's been a total mess you can't say that better and uh he said we'll be having an extended meeting next week at the g20 in japan our respective teams will begin talks prior to our meeting Eh, probably won't have a final deal, but maybe what we'll have is a handshake deal. We agree to get something done. I don't know. I feel like we've heard this before. <laughs> ah, show me your financial statement. I'll show you mine. Boeing landed a $6.3 billion order for the 787 Dreamliner plane. That's a big deal. As the 737 MAX remains grounded. Boeing's one of two major airlines companies not airline companies but airline makers air plane makers that can you know produce and deliver and they've actually been better at it than airbus and historically boeing's been a great investment until there was two crashes the first one they didn't really take inventory not inventory of but ownership of second one they did and it retroactive back the first one so we keep wondering if customers aren't willing to get on a 737 MAX, then it's gonna, airlines are gonna say, we don't want 737 MAXs. And what's unfortunate about 737 MAX is that, you know, this is like the eighth generation. And the upgrades they did was mainly to the software, not to the body itself, but they have to prove, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that the software has been fixed correctly. So Boeing sits at $358. A lot of people think it could go as low as uh, probably 280, maybe? Maybe three hundred. I don't see it going much lower than three hundred. So it's an expensive stock, but worker Riser is taking actually only stocks mentioned. As the grounding has gone on, time has gone on, and in theory, they should be getting ready to announce something positive. Just throwing that out there for you. Other big stories of note today, and this one is huge, as my friend Donald would say, it's. Um, cryptocurrency gets, gets a big boost today. I'm not sure if this news is all that in a bucket of chicken, but it's, it's pretty big for cryptocurrency. Some people, some people don't believe in the dollar. It's really tough to believe in the dollar when governments can print more dollars or tough to believe in the Euro when governments can print more Euros, tough to believe in the one when governments can print more ones and they dilute what you had. You had a set finite asset. The one thing I like about Facebook's announcement, it's going to be called Calibra. Newly formed Facebook subsidy and the digital wallet is to be called Libra. We know that Facebook, between WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, um, Instagram, like we know how many people they touch in the world a lot, billions. Calibra will enable users to use Libra to basically send a text at low to no cost and exchange money. If I were in a third world country and I had bad government, like some of the South American governments, I would say, "Man, I don't really want to own any of our currency because these guys are crazy. They're going to devalue our currency." Now, here's a big question: Should Facebook be trying to get into business transactions when we don't really trust Facebook? How many times have they, you know, betrayed us with information that has been sold when privacy issues? But then again, you look at you go into other parts of the world and everyone has a phone and everyone has facebook or whatsapp or what have you so calibra is going to be an independent company away from facebook they say and they say none of the information is going to be looked at and or marketed to and or sold back to facebook huh cryptocurrency will be backed by the libra reserve which will be a collection of low volatility assets like bank deposits government securities and currencies from stable and reputable central banks united states we don't really need cryptocurrency in my opinion because we've got a great banking system. And this is getting the backing of Uber, of Lyft, of Visa, of MasterCard, of eBay, of Spotify, of Facebook, of you name it. Big companies are signing on for it. Vodafone. Trying to see if there's any other phone call. <laughs> oh, you want me to do my voice? Hey, look, everybody, who showed up for the Libra party? Over here, we've got Visa, Anderson Orwitz, and Orowitz. Orwitz. I'm sorry. I stepped on that one. Uber, MasterCard, Stripe, eBay, Spotify. Oh, there's Facebook showing up and Bison Trails, Mercy Corp, Vodafone, and Kiva. More partners to come, right? (coughs) Calibra will not share account information. I can't tell you how many times in this this new information, they're saying, we're not going to share information, we're not going to share information. Do we trust Mark Zuckerberg? JP Morgan announced JPM Coin back in February. It looked like they are embracing cryptocurrency. Because cryptocurrency's grown up a little bit in 2019. They've got a lot of users. And to assign a blockchain ID for your asset, a lot of people are very excited about. I fear the day that I wake up. I hope I'm still doing radio and television. I fear the day I wake up and someone says, Facebook's been hacked. Or Cal Libra, which I'm not crazy about the name Calibra. Libra is a digital currency. It's cute. I get it. I'm with it. I'm not going to fight it. So Dow up after Trump and President Xi make a kissing relationship. Boeing lands a $6.3 billion order for 787 Dreamliner, not 737 Max. Then you're seeing stories like, have you looked at the 10-year treasury? I know, I know, it's probably not your ideal metric. You're probably thinking, did the Giants beat the Dodgers last night? First thing I look at in the morning is the 10-year treasury. And at one point this morning, it got down to 2.03%. So my advice to you, if you got a mortgage last year at four, four and a half, maybe a little bit more because you had bad credit. If you had a year or two of paying your credit, consider a refinance because that 10-year treasury, it does kind of tie into the 30-year mortgage and um, you should be able to lower your cost of, of your your biggest payment, your mortgage. Of course, consult a burger for for particular action on anything I ever mentioned, but that's out there. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, the 10-year down to 2.03% today. The French bond rates are now near zero. Looking for a rate of returns. Very, very difficult at this point in time. Safe rate of return. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So this video is shot in one take. It's a haim or haim song or haim it's a jewish name and i never say it correctly and i always forget which one was the right one it's three girls three sisters i think it's pretty cool the video was shot in one take very tough to do they're walking down the street like at five in the morning in southern california i want to say like venture or something like that and there's a little dance move there it reminded me of the alfred hitchcock movie called rope which wasn't shot in one take but it was shot in like three cuts cuts that's what i'm trying to say not takes cuts that ain't easy to do. Getting choreography and, and lip syncing perfect. I know you're saying, why are you telling me this? I suddenly don't know anymore. You know, one of the IPOs. Oh, Rope. It was a murder investigation. Let me. If you haven't seen this one, you should rent it or you should get it. It was a murder mystery, and these two guys were having a dinner party. I think there was an implication they might have been homosexual. I'm not quite sure. There was some sort of undertone going on, like, well, isn't that dandy? (laughs) And everyone shows up for this dinner party, and the person who's dead has been stuffed inside the um, coffee table. And everyone's walking around, and the detective's slowly figuring things out. And in the end, uh, he said, aha! Not only did he not show up, he's been here the whole time. And they left. And then, like, let's end the movie here and take these guys off to jail. And, yeah, I guess that's the sound effect I was waiting for. Or how do I get out of this segment? Trump calls alleged Iranian tanker attacks very minor. I think it's an act of war myself. But what do I know? Um, Trump's in an interesting situation right now as he's going to kick off his campaign for 2020. It looks like he's going to kick it off in Florida. And there'll be a lot of news. Like uh, A lot of headlines. Headlines will move the market. The headlines move the market today is that he and President Xi are going to meet at the G20 Summit in Japan in late June. And something's going to get announced. We're working on it. And we think we got this one. Yesterday, it sounded like, no, we don't got this one. They kind of reneged on us. And tomorrow, who knows what it's going to be. Thank you. Elsewhere out there, Hershey CEO says the 125-year-old company is waiting to add CBD to its candy. Oh, something tells me Milton Hershey is rolling in his grave right now. Cannabis compound doesn't make you high. It just kind of takes the edge off, I think. So my friends have told me. While Hershey and other large food and beverage companies wait, upstarts are taking advantage of the trend. Chocolates and gummy candy have become a popular vehicle for CBD. Hershey CEO, Michelle Buck. said the 125 year old company is monitoring the trend. CBD can be a big helper for people with epilepsy, so says scientific evidence. Um, I only can tell you is that this is going to be big for the future of companies like Mondelez, PepsiCo, Coca-Cola the alcohol makers because they've been selling a product that's pretty established and doesn't have a lot of competition and millennials have shown almost no brand loyalty. They want low carb, low calorie beer they don't care who makes it. And when it has CBD oil in it, they'll be like, we're in. Now, I bring up Milton Hershey, because at one point in time, there's a park in Pennsylvania called Hershey Park. And Hershey was, was as a company, was kind of all in Hershey, Pennsylvania. He basically built the houses that people lived in, charging them below market rents, but kind of got, kind of kept them there. He didn't want people leaving. Coal mining towns had the same problem. The coal mining companies said, hey, how can we get these people to work forever and ever, be workers, and it's tie the housing to their job? I know it's more complicated than that, but also I want to bring up Milton Hershey for one more thing. He might be the greatest racist of all time in American history. When he died, he had part of his trust say, my money is going to this orphanage. And you're saying, how is that bad? He's giving money to an orphanage except for none of the children could be African-American. I know! And you think of Hershey's as like this great American company, but again, some of these guys who made millions and millions and millions and millions, not billions, but millions and millions and millions and millions, they've kind of got a dark past. I know you're saying, okay, you've pulled up Hitchcock, now you've pulled up a Milton Hershey reference that I probably didn't know. What's next? Sequels this summer summer stink. How's that for an answer? Um, The latest Godzilla King of the Monsters, Awful. Dark Phoenix, awful. Men in Black International, awful. And I bring it up because some years Hollywood does better than other years when they take some chances. You know, it should be noted that Avengers Endgame has been the biggest player. It's pulled in 350 plus million of the 1.5 billion being made. We still have Toy Story 4 coming. That'll be a nice sequel, you gotta think. Is it sequelitis or is it just bad movies? Um, But listen to all these movies that we have. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon, Hidden World 3, got a great rating. Captain Marvel, got a great rating. Avengers Endgame, got a great rating. John Wick, Chapter 3, all of these sequels got great ratings. Great uh, acknowledgement. But Godzilla, King of the Monsters, not so much. 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Dark Phoenix, 23%. Men in Black International, 24%. Shaft, got 35%. Do you want to hear kind of a funny story? Here's a funny story about me. And Warner Brothers makes Godzilla, and Fox makes Dark Phoenix, and Sony makes Men in Black. So you can kind of see, ah, those aren't Disney In the 1970s, I snuck into a movie theater, and I was just a wee kid of probably eight, maybe nine, maybe seven years old, somewhere in there. And there was a movie that I was watching, and um, it scared the pants out of me. It was a movie called Blackula, which, not quite a sequel. Maybe it is. I don't know how you would refer to this. But it was a a black, African-American Dracula. And if you go to YouTube right now, you will laugh so hard at the fact that I got scared at this. Um, and then you're going to say, wait, wait, you, you snuck into a movie theater. I think I saw a movie and I think I might've gone to the bathroom and I think I might've gone into a different movie theater intentionally. So I know you're saying good thing you didn't pay for that because you were scared. And you needed a diaper. But anyway, um, it shows you that sequels and sometimes you gotta, you gotta get the product right. You gotta get the product right. Can't do hit or miss too much money is being involved Whether you're Apple and they say the new Apple phone coming out this holiday season. It's got a horrible third camera in the back that people are fighting. People are saying it's going to be awful. I don't know. Too early for me to tell. Anyhow, and anyway, Wall Street's all about product. You get that. Would you invest in a Ford if you've never bought a Ford before? Just worthy of throwing it out there. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube. Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome back in. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, invested, and more. Uh, never walk away from a microphone when you think it's a long break instead of a short break. That's what I learned. So, hmm the big stories of the day first and foremost i at times i'm strategic i talk a little strategery with you at time at times i want to talk a little more headline news let's bring in briefing.com mr o'hare patrick o'hare i walked away from the mic oh bad on me but i guess we've all done that before huh hey rob how are you i understand <laughs> uh i do that once a year Anyhow and anyway, uh, markets are getting kind of a shot in the arm today, even while the 10-year Treasury is going down saying danger ahead. But the markets are kind of buying into positive news or something like that. What are you seeing out there?
1: Yeah, getting uh, two shots in the arm, actually. So you had uh, things get off to a good start because of the... Uh, the one thing that this market always relishes, and it's the idea that you could have uh, you know, more monetary policy stimulus uh, provided to the capital markets. And that was born out of a comment made by ECB President Draghi overnight, in which he suggested that the ECB could and would provide more stimulus if economic conditions deteriorate and the uh, ECB's inflation uh, aim is threatened. Uh, so, you know, our market kind of ran with that, thinking that, you know, we might be on the potential cusp, really, of a uh, of a coordinated policy-easing effort among the world's leading central banks. Uh, and then on top of that, once the market opened, uh, President Trump tweeted that he had had a very good telephone conversation with President Xi of China, and that the two were going to have an extended meeting at the G20 summit. And so that allayed some of the market's concerns that that meeting might not actually take place, um, you know What comes out of it obviously still remains uh, key to, to, uh, to the market's progress, but uh, for today anyway, it's regarded as a positive development, and it's kind of helped drive this risk-on sentiment that has uh, uh, you know, quite a few uh, stocks trading higher today.
0: kind of drives me a little bit crazy, all at the same time it comes with the territory that uh, it feels like the president's being a little manipulative of his polls with good news and bad news based on where he is in the polls. Uh, but I guess it's setting up for an interesting 2020 um, political season and investing. What do you think is going to happen, or uh, what's your read right now, or what's your thoughts on investing in political seasons? Gosh, it's, it's probably about as as
1: difficult a read as there ever has been, uh, as, you, as you allude to, given the. Personality of, of President Trump and his kind of, kind of his capricious uh, tweeting st- style and and policy initiatives. So, uh, and, and that's been one of the. Uh, it's it, it's kind of convoluted to say it because you have the market that's trading very close to an all time high, yet you have a lot of people that are still not really committed to this market because they don't really know what to expect. And so, you know, interestingly, there was a Bank of America uh, fund. A survey out today that uh, suggested fund managers were as bearish as they've ever been since the since the financial crisis uh, in 2008, uh, which is remarkable when you look at where the S P 500 is right now. And it does suggest that perhaps this, the quote unquote pain trade is still to the upside here, as you have um, you know a number of participants that are potentially underweight or you know underpositioned for you know further upside. So something to uh, to to, to take stock of, but you know, in general, um, the you know the market should continue to uh, be supported by the idea that if it thinks President Trump's going to get reelected, it's it's likely to find some support in that because it would. Think that if, if nothing else, you know, a more um, favorable regulatory environment could be in place still for for several more years, uh, and that there won't be uh, a concerted effort to roll back those uh, those tax cuts that were enacted. So, um, you know, but yeah, it's it's, just, it's tough to uh, to bank on anything right now as it relates to the uh, to the election cycle
0: question for you on Facebook. Um, They're big in the news today. A lot of people live in America. A lot of people live in Europe. Some people live in Asia. Some people bank at Bank of America and some people bank at Goldman Sachs. Facebook's trying to say we have people from all around the world, many of them, and we're going to create a cryptocurrency for them all to use. What's your thoughts on that story this morning? There's kind of there's a lot of angles to approach this on
1: there is it's actually an extraordinary story um, and something that uh, you know interestingly you know Facebook will of course you know benefit from it uh, over time, but you know it's not taking uh, credit or complete ownership of this um, initiative to introduce this new digital currency to be known as Libra. Um, but when you have a uh an initiative that uh reportedly will make it easier for consumers uh and more quickly to transfer money and to do so without fees um, uh, you know and and help a lot of underbanked people around the world uh uh transact business more easily um, you know that's a that's a, a i think a favorable development and and i think when you look at the fact that this currency has a pretty good uh, introductory group of backers behind it, and that it's going to be open source to allow for, you know, a lot of proliferation in terms of apps and services involving this particular currency, um, you know, it's a really interesting um, idea because uh, because it does have potential to go more mainstream, especially since it's going to be backed by, you know, uh, by by real money, so to speak, and it uh, will be less volatile and could become a better store of value than a lot of these other very, very volatile um, uh, cryptocurrencies.
0: What else are you looking at today as far as top stories that we should hit uh, or run into? I see Boeing got an order. That's kind of positive. Is there anything sizzling out there, so to speak?
1: Um, you know we kind of have we 've touched on the main on <laughs> the main ones really here this, yeah. this morning um, you know of course we have the the Fed is going to be out with uh, its its decision tomorrow, and uh, it will be a market moving decision right because you know there 's a lot of pent up optimism in this idea that the Fed, if nothing else, is going to kind of dangle the carrot that it 's more likely than not to cut interest rates at the July meeting if it doesn't actually, you know, cut rates tomorrow. Um, you know, there's an argument to be made that, uh, you know, because because there's fewer people expecting a rate cut tomorrow, eh, eh, that the Fed could get more bang for its buck if it goes ahead and surprises the market with a 25 basis point reduction in June. Uh, you know, the same 25 basis points that everyone thinks is coming in, in, in six weeks anyway. So, um, So, that would be interesting. But, you know, if the if the Fed doesn't create an impression that it's going to be more likely than not to move in July, uh, that's it's going to upset the market because a lot of uh, hope has been put into uh, into the stock market that uh, a rate cut is coming sooner rather than later.
0: What happens in the market hypothetically if we don't get the rate cut today or in July, and if the G twenty meeting never happens, or anger comes out of it, or some sort of negative reaction? Uh, Does the market retest lows? Are these the two variables we're looking at? Is there multiple expansion that we're not thinking of? Is there super earnings that we're not looking for?
1: Well, I I think there's a reasonable case to be made that, yeah, you you do retest those recent lows. Because, you know, you can quite clearly see on the stock charts, you know, when the Fed has pivoted to create this impression that it's going to be more accommodative, you've seen a very strong reaction in in the market. And, of course, um, uh, you know, we saw that... uh, you know, earlier this month. And so um, if you don't get that rate cut, and on top of it, you get this notion that there isn't going to be any type of um, constructive trade deal, um, it, that creates a lot of issues as it relates to the earnings growth outlook. And there would be a repricing uh, downward to, uh, to account for that.
0: Mm-hmm. We've got less than two minutes. Is there anything that you're working on that you think should be brought up to our attention before we let you go?
1: Well, you know, I have the daunting task this week of updating uh, briefing dot com's market view. Uh, we do it, uh, you know, on a quarterly basis, and <laughs> and uh, and obviously there's some pockets of uncertainty that need to be filled here uh, as it relates to what's going to happen with the Fed and and what's going to go on with. Uh, The trade discussions. And so, you know, the case we made the last time we updated our market view in March was that, uh, you know, the, quote, easy money had probably already been made. Uh, And I think that's likely going to continue to be the same narrative here because uh, we've had such a strong run uh, early in the year. And and there are signs of slowing economic conditions that are unfolding here that are going to make it more challenging to uh, get that P.E. multiple expanded, I think, because you're not going to see really strong earnings growth uh, for a while here. So, um, so I'll be updating that on Friday for, uh, for our subscribers.
0: <laughs> thanks for the update, and thanks for the information. Thanks for being patient on that long music intro come back into the segment. My bad. It won't happen again. It's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. He joins us every Tuesday in this time slot. Um, great content. Great content. Consistent content for 15-plus years. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Dot com. Find it briefing at briefing dot com. That's briefing dot com. Don't forget there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at Kdow.biz, dot or on the KDOW radio app. I don't want to be somebody without your body close to me. Okay, I probably didn't pick this song. Sometimes they get away from me. But with that being said, I'm open minded. I'm gonna go with it. Beyond Meat Stock briefly trades above two hundred dollars after soaring eighteen percent. I talked to a friend of mine who's a police officer, and he's like, I gotta get it. you know, we talked a week ago and like I didn't get it. I was like, just buy one percent then scale in. You don't have to own it all. He's like, It's really got the potential for disrupting. I'm like, keep in mind you're a police officer. Instead of becoming a day trader to get your riches, I'd rather you pat down a drug dealer or something like that. It's a joke. It's a joke. But there's something to be said for that. That Stick to what you know and don't wish for what other people have. You're not a day trader, so be careful. I'm not against Beyond Meat. I love the idea. I think it's kind of the church of what's working now. The IPO is up 620%. We were talking a week ago, it was up like 250% from its IPO price. This is a year of IPOs are working better than the stock market's working. The two IPOs that really aren't working terribly good good, Uber and Lyft, and every other one has done great. Plant-based meats... Um, Got good news at Beyond Meat when it was announced that uh, Impossible Burger, Impossible, is having some problems with manufacturing. Just not with quality, just getting enough out. And I was like, just keep in mind, officer, he's a good friend, that Nestle and Tyson Foods are in this industry. If you go up and down the aisles at a supermarket, you'll see a lot of Nestle and Tyson Foods. And that's what controls the grocery store. So Nestle could go and Tyson Foods can go and say, you want our chicken nuggets? You want our frozen pizza? You want our ice cream well then we want beyond beef or beyond meat kind of a, a smaller presence and we'll give you 10 percent off your order it happens so i don't chase performance and i don't covet thy neighbor's wife and i want to covet your day trading skills and i'm not getting religious on you i'm just telling you there's there's some principles behind life that you can learn from Dow's up a whopping 350 points talking about impossible whoppers. Trump says he'll meet with President G at the G20. And it just has that crazy, she loves me, she loves me not thing. Russell, thank you all. Very honorable. Um, I hate it when I see stories about the guy who won the $200 million lottery. used numbers that he found inside a fortune cookie. Russell 2000's up 1.6%. The NASDAQ's up 1.9%. The SP 500 up 1.3%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 1.4%. Like Patrick O'Hare just mentioned, a lot of expectations about rate cuts and a lot of expectations about President Xi. Be careful. So um, there's a lot baked in this cake. Best Buy is going to sell flywheel bikes. And Hydro, rowing machines. That's a cute name, Hydro. Um, Peloton is getting ready, not getting ready, but they're in the process of going public. Um, Flywheel Sports, who does the spin bikes, does a compression recovery system from Normatec, muscle rollers from Hypersize, Rowing machines from Hydro and a series of other connected treadmills. Um, very competitive, very expensive, interactive machines that teach gym classes in the comfort of your home. <laughs> Worthy of note, Gyms are expensive. And I won't go to a uh, 24-hour fitness. <coughs> not because I don't like working out, but because I find them disgusting. They're not, they're not all disgusting, but I've been in one or two, and it's turned me off. Same investment lesson from that is the same one I can tell you about restaurants. We like consistency. Um, I once ordered a, a, a steak. It was a ribeye, and I was assuming it was a normal-sized ribeye, but it was like a sliver. It was a cut that was so small. That when I said, eh, I kind of like get medium or medium, it came out rare. And I said, can you throw it on the, the grill for like one second on each side? And uh, it comes back well done. I'm like, okay, I'm leaving kind of thing. And I never came back. We get very, what's the word? Uh, we vote with our money. We, we kind of say, think we deserve it. We kind of want it on our terms. We kind of want consistency. Lulu Lemon, maker of wear is launching a line of personal care products, including a dry shampoo and deodorant. Now, color me pickled. Dry shampoo? Who knew? It's almost like you're making this up, right? Last quarter, they had a great quarter, and they make very trendy yoga clothes that look fantastic. Now, they're coming up with a dry shampoo, deodorant, face moisturizer, and lip balm. The main driver continues to be core categories of men's and women's leggings and jogger pants. Um, and definitely stylish cuts. So, Lululemon is competing with Nike. Oddly enough, I like both companies. In a retail environment that's brutal and tough, I like it. Now, will I pay $34 for dry shampoo? I can't imagine that I will. Will I pay $18 for a deodorant? I kind of like my masculine smell. <laughs> ah, reminds me of a bear in a pit of mud rolling around and getting sunburned. How about face moisturizer that's F-f- $48. Oh, no. Lip balm that's $14. Ah, uh uh Now, I get that some people will, but is that going to be enough to drive growth? I don't know. Let me just repeat that the face moisturizer is $48. And you can Google world-class face moisturizers, and it doesn't come up to $48. Now, again, you're saying you're just being cheap. I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Stock's up 50%, and this is a wonderful growth initiative for the year, but... I question it. One CEO is saying Mattel will be bankrupt within a year or so if they don't take a takeover bed. This is the company that's offering the takeover bed. That's not good news. That's a Manhattan Beach company, right, Mattel? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financially. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.